Welcome to the Hildebrand Family Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Let's get into it. So anyway, we're going to talk some more Disney because Eric just went to Disneyland for the first time. Now, I love Walt Disney World. Yes. It is. As we all do. It is great. But you know what part of Disney World I don't like? Well, and it's really just more of an, I mean, more of an annoyance because... It's so huge, right? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? I think um, there was a statistic that was said said that uh, you could fit like four, the whole city of Manhattan's inside of the area of what Disney World covers. So, see, I mean, if you want to be walking around Manhattan for seven days of your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be fun. But, I mean, there is some driving on buses and things like that, but... You know, it's just, I find like it's probably a totally different experience, right? Because Disneyland, there's only two parks. There's Disneyland and and there's uh, DCA, Disney California Adventure, right? Correct, yep. So, and they're right next to each other. And if you're staying in an on-property hotel, or even some of the good neighbor hotels, you can just walk there, right? Oh, yeah. Like the Grand California Hotel is literally, you could walk out of the back door and into California Adventure. Um, you have to walk a little bit farther uh, to get to Disneyland. It's not that much farther. Um, and then the Disneyland Hotel is in uh, the downtown Disney area. You just have to, it's just a little bit farther back than what the Grand California is. And then uh, the other uh, hotel is Paradise Pier. And that is um, almost behind like the cars land in um, California Adventure. So it, it is a little bit more of a walk. That one may be a bus or, you know, some sort of transportation in if you don't really want to walk it. Um, but it's it's no more than like, it's probably like a half mile. It's not that bad. Now the flip side of the that is, right, there isn't quite as much to do. Like you probably couldn't fill up like two weeks with a Disney land trip versus like disney world but i don't know i don't know what are your thoughts of that um yeah i kind of agree i don't think that it's a a multi-week trip i can definitely see filling up a full week though because there's always something that you're going to want to do that's always you know there's certain times of the day obviously like i found in the uh, mornings was less busy than the afternoons you know hot tip right there hot tip definitely get there early rope drop um but so there's things that you might want to plan for, like ride rides in the morning and then go see characters in the afternoon or something like that. I mean, there's going to be tons of stuff to do, but like, yeah, Disney World, you can just park hop to like a whole nother lane, basically. You can park hop from the Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom, and then you have a whole nother huge park that, you know, you don't really have that in um, California. Right. But, you know, I think... I think as far as the comparison between the two, it's it's a different flavors of Disney, right? But, uh, you know, what I would think was great about Disneyland versus uh, Walt Disney World is I feel like, and I don't know, I didn't go, you would have to speak to this, but you only went for a few days, but I feel like you could have, you could take the, 
after you off. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes at Disney World, you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get so much <laughs> in here, right? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because there's so much to do, right? And you you don't, you're like, oh my gosh, if I go back to the hotel and take a, take a nap or relax, I'm, I'm going to miss out. I'm going to miss hours of fun. And, and, and then what do I do? You know, but I feel like with Disneyland, since it's more compact and easier to get around if you stay at the on uh, property hotels that i don't know i just feel like probably you would be like a little bit more relaxing than because <laughs> i don't know about you but disney world that you almost need a vacation from your vacation when you get back from that place right i mean <laughs> i will say that i still did walk like over eight miles a day between the two parks i parked up both all three times i was there um but Yes, it would have been nice to actually, I, I stayed off-site, so I didn't have that ease of access of just walking back to my hotel and um, taking a br- little breather in the afternoon when it got kind of warm and the sun was beating down on me. That would have been great. And yeah, I knew what you are saying. In Disney World, you're like, I got Fast Passes lined up all afternoon. Right. You know, so it's like, you, you almost feel like um like you're obligated to stay. And I think that's, Another thing that I would like to talk about, too, is like the Max Pass versus Fast Pass. Okay, yeah. So, uh, let's get more into the park here and talk about, as we know, Walt Disney World utilizes the Fast Pass system, but Disneyland has something called Max Pass, and they're similar but different. So, kind of talk about that. Yeah, so, with Disney World, you have Fast Pass, and you can book these if you're staying at a resort. I think even if you're a... Uh, like an annual pass holder, you, you can still book a certain number of days in advance. I think it's, what is it, six months for a resort? Six more months for dining, but 60 or sixty or 90 days for... Yeah, something the, like that. The I think it's 60 days for the Fast Pass. Okay, so 60 days <laughs> for the Fast Pass. But in Disney World, or Disney Lane, sorry, um, they have what's called Max Pass. And it's similar, but not the same. So... With Max Pass, you actually have to physically be inside of a park to do this. Where you can book your Fast Passes online with Disney World, you have to have the app, you know, on your phone for Disneyland. I do. They do have some Fast Pass kiosks that you can still go get paper Fast Passes at. So it's kind of more akin to how Disney World used to do it too, right? With the paper passes that you had to get at the attractions and come back and stuff. Right. But except, except cutting out the, that kiosk you had to go through and using it just on your phone. But what I'm saying is you can't just book it in advance and now all the fast passes are gone. Right. 60 that's, that's days out. It actually works out better because I feel like you have more opportunity when you show up at the park to actually get... Like uh, a max pass for that ride that you really want to do, you know, Radiator Springs, which I would highly suggest you do that. If you want to do that, do it early in the morning. So that's one of the bonuses, because that's one thing I don't really like about the fast passes is like, you, I mean, you guys know if you're Disney fans, if you're there and yeah, or you happen to book a little bit out of the 60 day window. And you get to the park and you hope to catch a fast pass for like Avatar, Flight of Passage, or one of the other, uh, you know, popular rides. It's like probably not going to happen. <laughs> but, but I feel like at Disneyland, the way the Max Pass works, that you, you have a better option or a better chance of getting, uh, like Eric said, that attraction that you want to do or whatever. 
Now, the other main difference, too, for MaxPass versus FastPass is MaxPass is a paid service. So you actually have to pay on top of your park ticket. It just, it varies per day and per, like, they do, like, busy times or more expensive and stuff like that. And FastPass is just, it's something that's included with your your resort stay or your your, um, park uh, annual pass at Disney World. So do you think having the pay... Do you think that deters some people from actually doing Max Pass at Disneyland because they have to pay money and that might help, you know? Yeah, I think that um, the paywall is definitely a real thing and I, I, I believe that it does affect some people's vacation when you're already dropping, you know, three, four, or five grand on a vacation right. and then you're coming into another, you know, up to $80 a day per person. To have the ability to book fast passes whenever you want to. Yeah, I mean, and you can't include this in your your annual pass as well. They do offer, Disneyland offers annual passes with the back pass option. And it's, I believe it's a $100 option base price across all the passes. Which, I mean, and okay, so let's talk about that real fast too. Because like, that's a nice segue into the annual pass ticketing thing here. um, Between the two parks. Now... Disney World, obviously, they offer the uh, annual pass holders, and it makes sense to people that like live down there, right? But maybe not so much sense if you're just coming in for like five, six, seven days, not to get the. You're like, eh, you know. I think I did the math one time, and it, you have to at least do ten days to so, break even, right? So you need ten days. And not a lot of people, especially with the prices of Walt Disney World anymore, go 10 days, right? Yeah, for sure. So, but on the flip side at Disneyland, it kind of makes sense to get the annual pass, right? Because I think it's like six days or something like that was the break even. Yeah, six days breaks even on the deluxe pass. On the um, mid-range pass, I can't remember what that one is. It would probably be more like eight days. But still, if you know you're going to go that many days during the year, and this year you might actually hit it. I mean, heck, you already have four. I have four visits in already on your one trip, so that's what I'm saying. Disneyland, it almost makes more sense to get just a base level annual pass, especially if you're not, even if you're not going to be there a lot. But it's not only getting you in and out of both parks, Max Pass. Plus, it saves your photos, right, from all the attractions right. yep. and stuff like that. Kind of like the Walt Disney World's Photo Pass. And you get annual pass holder discounts, which are nice. Talk about that for a second. Yeah, that, that is pretty nice. So, with the Deluxe Pass, you get 10%. And then the the two above it is 15% on, like, merchandise and food. So, this is across the board. Like, not everything. Like, um, I got, like, the, the Dubbo and Casey Jr. popcorn bucket, for example, and Sipper. Like, that wasn't discounted. So, like, some special items are not discounted. But for the most part, even if you mobile order your food and you're ordering with a annual pass, it'll automatically add your annual pass discount into that food. Oh, yeah. So, we'll talk about the food here in one second, yeah. too, because I want to point something out there, too. But, yeah, so... I feel like the Disneyland annual pass, if you know you're going to go for six days or seven days or whatever, buy that annual pass because you're going to save on the hotel, you're going to save on food, you're going to save on shopping, most things, like Eric said. And, you know, 10% here or there definitely adds up over the over the course of your vacation. Right, and you also get, like, hotel discounts, like, up to 35 40% off some certain special packages. If you're going to Hawaii, Alani, you get... 
annual pass holder discounts with Disney World or Disneyland from Alani. So, so see, I mean, it's almost silly not to get, even if you think, oh, I'm just going to go for this one trip, I think the Disneyland annual pass is definitely fully worth it. Now, before we end this, though, I did want to point out this one thing because, and this is at both parks, right? If you If you're there... And you just buy regular tickets, right? You're, no, you're not buying the annual pass. You're like, oh, I'm just going to get the regular tickets. At both parks, like if halfway through your trip, you're like, oh man, we love this park so much. We're going to be coming back here again. You can definitely upgrade what you've already paid for your tickets and get an annual pass, right? Yeah, so all you do is go to the ticket booths out in the uh, Esplanade area in between the two parks. There's like ticket booths. You'll just go up and say, hey, I bought this one day pass, two day pass, whatever. You know, and whatever you pay for that pass, they will roll that price into a discount off of the annual pass. It kind of, I mean, is a really great feature. I'm not sure Disney World does this, but I know Disneyland did it because I did it myself while I was there because it just made more sense. So I think that that's a great feature that they let you, they let you change your, your mind, you know, if you want to in the middle of it and say, hey, I'm definitely coming back here. Right, exactly. Because... You know, you might at first you might not want to get the annual pass. You might think, "Oh, that price is a little high," but but once you start doing the math, I think I don't know. I feel like you're gonna come around to the annual pass at Disneyland. I think another thing too to point out is even if you don't all want the annual pass, the annual pass benefits will work if one person still has annual right, pass. Right, right. That's, so That's a good point. If one person gets the annual pass in your party and you stay at a hotel, for example, you'll all get that hotel room at the discounted rate. You'll all get like food discounts with the annual pass and you'll buy like merchandise as well. So it's it's for your whole party, not just you. So that, that also helps justify the cost too. I mean... I wouldn't jump right right into it, but like if you're on the fence, I would say go for it. Yes. Now you mentioned the food thing here, and people that don't go to Disneyland or haven't looked at vacation packages to Disneyland, but they only go to Walt Disney World, might be like, "But I'm getting my uh, my dining plan, and uh, you know why would I want to get an annual pass to save money on food?" But What's the problem with Disneyland versus Disney World there? (laughs) Um, Disneyland has no dining packages, so where Disney World makes it convenient... Yet it's still a little tricky in the pricing that you, you kind right. of have to like work the system to make it worth it 100%. Like if you're getting the cheapest thing on the menu every time, it's probably not going to be worth it. Right. But if you want a, that peace of mind of paying ahead that you, you have food paid for for your whole vacation, it's, it's great. At Walt Disney World, definitely, I mean, I almost always say if you're on the fence with it, just... Just do it because probably in the end you'll save money. But like he's, but like Eric said, don't just get the cheapest menu item every place you go because you will not save money. No, <laughs> it'll end up costing you money in the end. And make sure you use all your credits because if not, then you're just hating Disney some free money. But at Disneyland. There's no dining package, right? So that's where that annual pass discount becomes that much more valuable, I think. Uh, Yeah, agreed. I would think, I mean, just myself, I mean, over the four days that I was, three days that I was there, I mean, I had to save over $100 on merch and food. I know. See, that's the hidden, there's like these hidden benefits to that annual pass, right? And this food is definitely another, and it's not just... Disney, if you're just not just in the parks, like 
downtown Disney, right. like the the, the third hotel. party restaurants. They give you Disney annual pass holder discounts. They might not be as good as the ones in the park, but you'll still get an annual pass holder discount. Exactly. So just you know, think about that. Think about all the things, weigh all the options, you know. But I definitely feel like the annual pass at Walt or Disneyland is is totally worth it. Yeah, I I kind of agree, and especially like we said, if you're only going to go once and it's a longer vacation, I mean, just go for it. Mm-hmm. You're going to save money in the end. You will dining and everything, and not everyone has to get it right. Only one person, yeah, right. like you said, gets it, and then you're saving money on that hotel that you just booked. You're saving money on the food for everyone in the park. Now you have to be the one to buy it, right? But, yeah, well, obviously to use the discount but i mean it's probably gonna happen anyway if you're like a family going together so anyway just something to think about just something to think about now we sort of talked about a little bit like the size right we were talking about the size of disney world versus disneyland and you know how i didn't you know disney world can sometimes seem like a marathon because you got all these fast passes and you're doing this and you're doing that you're riding the bus here and oh no we're riding the bus there or or you're driving boat, monorail boat, monorail whatever <laughs> yes. you're doing it gets, it gets exhausting you know after a while for sure at disney world and not the disneyland wouldn't but it's it's a smaller footprint right so you know that's why i think disneyland has a little bit of an advantage if you want a calmer Disney experience <laughs> um, you're still going to have crowds you're Obviously. still going to have craziness and stuff like that but I feel a little less like sneaky away is that is it hard as hard at Disneyland yeah and to you know recap some of our, our fast pass and max pass thing too um, like not every of the the AAA rides like Pirates at, at Disneyland does not have fat max pass and the way they have it set up is so ingenious that you almost wish that they would do it at Disney World. Because the line just, it just moved. The line was literally out of the queue, you know, and it was still only took 15 minutes from there all the way to the boat. Oh, and I'm glad you're pointing this out because that's sort of where I was going with this. Like, some differences in the park, you know, like rides and yeah. things like that. Some differences within the park between Disney World and Disneyland. I also wish, secretly, that the that the <laughs> Pirates at Walt Disney World was like the Pirates at, at Anaheim. Because, I don't know, talk about that one Yeah, I mean, like, it's great because you it's actually feels... It's a longer ride. You do, like... Two drops, I believe, before you're even into the, the, you know, first scene that you get to in Disney World. I think, like, the bayou scene when, that you start out with is is beautiful. How they have that at the Blue Bayou restaurant. And then the bayou scene. And then you go through a whole couple different sections. Just even before you get to that section with the uh, the skeleton pirate and then the, the pirate ship shooting at the fort. So, see, that's awesome. And, like, what other, you know, what other things... Now, like, rides that they used to have at Disney World that they have at Disneyland still. Like, for example, Mr. Toad used to be at Disney World. I, I don't know. I think we might have rode that when we were little. Yeah, probably. I mean, a long time ago. I mean, that was I like, mean not a lot. Not, yeah, not long. No, not long. No. We're, I mean, we're, we're spring chickens. We're not, yeah, totally. Spring chickens. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, so... Like, things like that are pretty cool to see because it's been, like, years since I've even thought about Mr. Toad. Or they have, like, a submarine ride out there that I think used to be 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea like it used to be at Disney World. But now it's Finding Nemo. Or Nemo. They also have, um, 
Toontown that they used to have in Disney World. They still have that in Anaheim. So that's that's pretty cool. So, I mean, you know, if you're thinking, oh, Disneyland is probably too similar to Disney World, I would say I would disagree there because, A, DCA is completely different, except for the, I mean, they, they have similar <laughs> rides like Soarin' and Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid and Guardians and stuff like that. Or Guardians of the Galaxy's like oh, Tower, the Tower of Terror. Terror, but then it changes into Guardians. Yeah. So, I mean, there's similarities, but it's different enough, I think. Oh, yeah. That you're not going to have, like if you're worried, oh man, I've already done Disney World, I'm going to have the same experience. No, no you're not. There's... I think I think the feels too, like when you walk up to Disneyland, you have that, like that nostalgia feeling of Walt was here. Right. You know, he was actually in this park. This is the park that he built and loved. This was his baby. And you get to like experience that more than with Disney World, where Disney World feels more, you know, sure it's IP, you know, it's got like, you know, all the, the castle and the, the IP rides like, you know, like uh, Pirates and a Haunted Mansion. Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain and Little World, or Small World. Small World, Small. yeah. But anyway, I mean, you know, you just have a different feeling in Disney Land versus Disney World. Yeah, so, I mean, and I think it's the same with all the Disney parks, but I feel like some people think that, oh, Disneyland and Disney World, they have some similar rides. It's like, why would I waste my time or whatever and go out to Disneyland? But I don't know. I feel like it's different enough that it's, like you said, the nostalgia with with Walt was actually physically here. You know, he still had his apartment thing up yeah. in Disneyland. Above the, the fire. Above the firehouse, right? You know, I mean, you're not going to get the same feels from from Disney World as you would Disneyland. Not saying that it's bad or anything. Disney no, World's bad, no. no. it's They're just unique in their own ways. And I think they're unique enough that I wouldn't worry about, you know, oh, no, it's going to be the same experience. Why would I ever go there? I think you definitely should. Uh, definitely should check out Disneyland, especially after chatting with you about it on text messages the entire <laughs> time and, yeah. and being jealous of the pictures uh, and stuff like that. And, yeah. But I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for Disneyland. And we got more coming at you this year. I would definitely say it's an experience that, you know, if you're a Disney fan, you don't want to miss out on. I, f- I feel like the ultimate goal of every Disney fan is is every park around the world, don't you? Yeah, I think that's the goal, right? Hit so, every single Disney park. I'm at three. At, what, at least one. I many? mean, I've only got one, but I'm hoping... <laughs> We, we had some we had some things last time. I couldn't make it out there, but but I'm hoping next time you go to be able to tag along here and yep. uh, get my number two in here. But anyway, I think um, that's probably all we got for the podcast today, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, let us know. Uh, I guess give us a little comments and criticism. This is our first one, so be gentle. But anyway, we'll go. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this podcast up now. So thanks a lot for listening, guys. Yep. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. We'll talk to you in the next podcast. Peace and love.